Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show, and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review, and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies, have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you, everyone, for your continued support. Okay, mamas, we are so crazy excited about today's episode. We know that it is the one that you've been waiting for and the one that we have been talking up for a while now. This is going to be the first in a series of episodes that we do that'll be all about the Enneagram and how that relates to birth. So this episode 12 is all about type three. Along with the type or the number one through nine that when you test, you receive, you'll also receive a wing number. Now, if, for example, I'm a type three, so I would either have a wing number of type two or type four. It is either the number before or below your main number. And so it becomes your kind of secondary type. So you pull characteristics from that as well. So we will get into that a little more at the end, but just so you know, when we're talking about those things, that that is what a wing is. But I think it's really important that we understand what the Enneagram is first. And of course, as always, we will link to it in our show notes. So head to myessentialbirth.com slash podcast and scroll down to today's episode. There will be a link at the bottom and it'll be a free Enneagram test. So if you are not aware of what your type is, go ahead and take that test and then come back and enjoy these series all about birth. So let me get started with what is Enneagram. It's a diagram with nine points that illustrate the nine human character structures. They're nine different but connected types, and it doesn't necessarily tell us what we do, but why we do it. And funny enough, when we recorded this, this intro was missing. So in case you are noticing the difference in sound quality, it's because I'm recording it on my phone. So without further ado, let's get started. To quote Beth at Your Enneagram Coach on Instagram, she's one of my favorites to follow, the Enneagram accurately and clearly describes why you think, feel, and behave in a particular way based upon your core fears and your core desires. And the idea is that you can use this path of self-discovery to help transform you into the healthiest, highest, truest version of you. I love that. I do too. I What this reminds me of or what it makes me think of, and this is a book I read a couple years ago and we've talked about it too, but the five love languages, oh, it's yeah. similar but completely different. But in a sense, it's like, well, you have all of these things, all of these qualities, but some of them stand out more than others. And I love taking tests like this because then it becomes very clear to me why I do what I do. <laughs> Exactly. It makes me not feel crazy. Or why your loved ones do things a certain way too. It's been really helpful in understanding how my children are behaving or reacting to something, um, how my husband is, how I can support them. 
and help them um, honor their truest self. Yeah, and wouldn't you know that that would be useful during pregnancy and birth? (laughs) Definitely. I think, and this is just kind of, this has nothing to do with birth, but just a personal opinion here. I think you have to be careful with any kind of personality type test, though, because if you use it as a tool to tell yourself, this is the way I am and I can't get better, I think that's counterproductive to the whole point of it. So use tools and resources like Enneagram to help you um, be healthier emotionally, to help you, like I say, move move in the direction of, of the best version of you that God created you to be. Yeah, I think especially with, with some of the things that we're going to talk about, we're starting with type three because Courtney and I both share this Enneagram number, and so we really understand it. Yeah. But I think with any of these things, I, I feel like when I read these things, it makes me not feel bad stepping into that role. Whereas mm-hmm. when you look around, I, sometimes I look around and I'm like, oh, should I feel guilty about feeling this way? Should I, should I not kind of step into that? But then when you realize, first of all, you're not alone. And secondly, it's, you know, if you can test for it, it's a thing that is real, then it's okay. Then I feel like it's a way more comfortable thing to step into. Right. So let's describe a type three in as much detail as we can. And if you're listening to this and you identify with the majority of it, um, you might be a type three. Now you're not going to identify with each and every single thing. And like I said, there's something called wings, right? So it's going to add some variability to your type three-ness. Um, but in general, type three is called the achiever and they are self-assured. They're charming. They're magnetic. They're confident. Stephanie, are you Stop feeling it. so? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Tell me more. They are confident and poised. They're organized and they're very accomplished and they have this intense desire to succeed and achieve their goals. Does that sound like you? It sounds like us. It does sound like <laughs> us. <laughs> it totally sounds like us. Um, they're very ambitious they can also be status conscious or overly concerned with their image. I'm totally what, guilty of that. And what others think of them, especially if they're kind of in an unhealthy emotional state, right? They can oh, get it's a little, ma- it's magnified right, for sure. Exactly. That can get a little obsessive. Type threes, they love recognition. They love inspiring others. They love to perform. <laughs> right? <What? laughs> and um, they like to be the best. They like to have the best. Um, and they do seek approval from others. That's... I totally do. And, but, and that includes our spouses or our partners, mm-hmm. right? So again, back to birth, we'll get there in a minute, but yeah. absolutely. I'm, I, it's like a character flaw, which, you know, not necessarily a character flaw, but I can't help looking around and wondering how people feel and see and, you know, it's, yeah, it's something I'm totally aware of. My husband knows that he tells me, and I feel bad for the guy. Sometimes he's like, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because if I even so much as give you like a disgruntled look, I'm, I'm <laughs> intensely worried that he's disapproving of me somehow, right. that I've let him down, that I'm not living up to some expectation that he has in his mind. And he has to take me aside and say, it's okay. I was frustrated in the moment. You're great. I love you. Oh, it's like zero to a hundred in yeah. a second about all the things that are going wrong. Yes. All the yeah. things I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And then I feel frustrated with myself for getting all hung up on something like that, but it's okay. They're, you're moving towards a healthy version of you. And I think recognition is totally. That. Yeah. That's one thing I love about it. Cause you can look at it and say, Oh, okay. I'm doing that thing again. You can catch it instead of falling back in. And this is just what I do. Right. So what happens when you get two girls together who are crazy passionate about birth, who both share, um, Stephanie's for sure an Enneagram type three. And and like I said, I'm either a type four with what you call a wing three, meaning you pull in some of the qualities of three, or I'm a three who pulls in some qualities from four. But um, you get us together and we weren't 
set to create just a nice birth course or <laughs> this will help some people kind of birth course. We created the best dang birth course <laughs> ever in the history of birth courses. Um, but sometimes we get hung up on perfection. Yes. Um, because again, it's got to be the, the best. Yeah. And I think what is interesting and what you guys that have been following us on the podcast just saw happen is we just took two weeks off of the podcast and we had planned from the very beginning that this would be a very weekly thing but we just recently listened to um what is referred to in the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints we listened to general conference and it's a place um it's a weekend where the prophet and apostles come and speak to all of the congregation of the entire church all over the world And a lot of what it focuses on is the gospel of Jesus Christ, families, the importance of that. And Courtney and I, I believe every time we have this, it happens twice a year, we have to pause and reassess and make sure that our faith and our family comes first. And um, it's easy for us, because we live in this type three zone, to be so excited Mm -hmm. and so um, just gung-ho and ambitious about this business that we're running and the lives that we're changing and this movement that we're beginning to have. Um, that we can start to put that first. So when you when you saw us pause, that's exactly what that was. And um, that is one of those type three things where we had to pull back and pay attention. You know, what what's the focus of our lives? What are we putting first? How does that work into this business? Right. And a type three under stress, which, you know, running a business, a new business can be stressful. Um, they If they start to feel overwhelmed, they've taken on too much, which we have a tendency to do, all of a sudden they'll want to just do nothing. It's kind of an all or nothing, or they go into autopilot, right? Just Mm -hmm. they kind of sort of shut down, just, you know, there's not that spark, there's not that passion there. And so, yeah, Stephanie and I took a couple weeks off to sort of reset priorities and determine um, how do we, you know, we feel that we have this mission. I write this down every single day, every single day in my Rachel Hollis Start Today journal, that my essential birth has helped over 1 million women confidently achieve their best birth. That's a big, dare I say, ballsy goal. I didn't know that you were writing that. And mine says my essential birth has 1 million students. I love that. Is that crazy? Or oh I gosh. prayed about each and every single goal. I freaking love that. Sorry. No, that's okay. I write that down every single day because I truly believe that that's the mission that you and I are on. But I also believe that my role as a wife and a mother is is before that. Absolutely. So we're constantly trying to figure out a way. Anyway, we digress. Let's talk about type threes. Boom. In a birthing context. Boom with the birth. Yes, let's do this. So in the context of birth, type threes, I feel like are probably likely to see an unmedicated birth as the ultimate birth goal. Okay, so it's not listed on here, but do we take the path with the most resistance consistently just because it's the hardest? I find <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> Tell us about me. It. I don't know. I just think like with everything that I do, like I'm like, I want to, I want to go for the hardest thing, you know, it doesn't matter what the path looks like. Well, you I want do the, the thing that's going to bring the biggest glory. I think that is a type three okay. thing. All right. Right. I like that. You yep. want, you want the highest accolades. You want to do the best and be the best and have the best. And what that looks like to you is often conquering the hardest things, right? That's true. And this is where I look around and I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. But on that same token, that's what got me into birth work because I was like, but if I can do it, you can do it. Absolutely. I think type threes are so determined to succeed 
And because that, they're going to pursue whatever birth goal they have. For you, if you're a type 3, it might not be an unmedicated birth. I just feel like a lot of type 3s do want that. <laughs> Guilty. And they're going to pursue it with crazy intensity. So what did that look like for you as you were preparing? And I know that with your first birth, you you didn't – you thought you were preparing. Yeah, I think with my first, honestly, with all the emotions and everything and some perinatal depression that I didn't know what to call it and things like that, um, I had the thought in my mind, but I didn't do like what you did where mm-hmm. you were like, I'm doing this thing and here's all – like here's my list and I've got to get all this done. But with my second and third, then it became this very like, this is super important. This is all I want to do. It's the only thing I'm thinking about. I'm going to do all the exercise. I'm going to read all the books. We're going to do all the relaxation practice. Um, And I think the hard part about that is knowing what your partner is capable of. Because even though I had that drive from Mm -hmm. our second birth, he didn't. And he he's talked about it in the birth course. He's like, I'll wing it. It'll be fine. Like, I know what to do in crazy situations. I know how to support my wife. And when it came down to it, that it's it, we weren't prepared. That's not what I needed. So even right. my preparation by itself, which is why it's so important to have the partner on board, wasn't enough. Now, fast forward to that third one. And we were having a home birth. And we got a doula. And my husband and I prepared like you would not believe then it was like, yes, and we owned that birth. And I I mean, that experience flew me into the sky. That is what made me decide, like, I am absolutely helping other women with birth. This is such an important part of our lives and our being as women and part of this motherhood. And yeah, so that's what started everything. Yeah, I think because of the organization and the efficiency drive of a type three. So they have, they have a goal. They're going to pursue it with intensity and determination, but they go about it in a very efficient and organized way. And so I think for a lot of type threes, it means that they are going to um, research to figure out exactly how to make it happen, right? That have the best be the best. And um, I will notice that sometimes, just a side note, this extended to buying things for my baby. I didn't want just any stroller. I wanted the the highest end, you know, stroller. Anyway, um, but even down to the birth location, right? I am going to have the best be the best. I remember when I was touring birthplaces um, for my third and fourth babies, um, I wanted one that was going to be the best, look the prettiest, be the nicest. So I toured some different birth centers, but because they were unattractive to me, I'm like, I don't want pictures in here. They're not going to be beautiful pictures. They're not going to be the best pictures. It sounds so vain, but I... um, No, I don't think that sounds vain. I've been to birth centers where, and I think that, I think part of it might even be intuition. I would absolutely call that. But like, there's a feeling when you walk into any location And um, some of that does have to do with the decor and the color and, like, Mm -hmm. what is attractive and comfortable to you. So I I I wouldn't call that I want an environment that, to me, felt like what my version is of the best. I also wanted a care provider that was the best. And so I think that you pursue that goal relentlessly. Um, I... Anyway, I think as you're researching, you're figuring out, um, I researched birth classes and once I had narrowed down the one I wanted to take, then I was researching different instructors in the area because again, I wanted the best. Who's got the highest success rate? Mm, Who's most likely to help me? Who's been doing it the longest? Who's been at the most births? I'm totally, I'm so Mm -hmm. guilty of that. Yes. (laughs) So here is another part of it. So when you're talking to friends and family, type threes will have a tendency to kind of throw yourself at it. You get excited, you get really enthusiastic about your preparation, everything that you're doing, what you're eating, what classes you're taking, what exercises you're doing. Books you're reading. All of it. 
Um, which means it's okay if others aren't so into birth or pregnancy as you are. But we say that as a caution because if you're like me, possibly like Courtney too, <laughs> when I get excited about something and somebody else is not equally as excited, I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> what's wrong with my, you know, then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what? Like, I don't, that was my big thing when I got into teaching birth classes and stuff. And I am so excited to tell women everywhere, like, you are a birthing goddess. You can birth unmedicated if you want. You don't have to worry. Like, I just go into, like, all the details and people just give me this blank stare. Like, I don't care if I have a vacuum and forceps to deliver. Like, I don't care. So and you I don't know why you're talking. Go, you should care. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's type three thing. It's the, Yeah, it's normal for people not to feel as Excited. excited and determined <laughs> as you are about whatever subject, whether it's birth or anything. We don't else understand those people, but we know they exist. We, we appreciate the fact that they we exist. We don't understand the lack of fire <laughs> yes. in, in others. Light the fire. Okay. Um, the type three weakness, however, is deceit. So thinking I'll only be loved or admired when I do something well or when I achieve something, when I win, when I succeed, those are kind of those deceitful thoughts that come into a type three. So I think it's helpful to talk about what does your partner need to know about supporting you through birth if you're a type three. Um, first of all, they need to acknowledge your birth plans because it's important yeah. to you. It needs to be important to your birth partner as well. Otherwise, there's going to be some disconnect in yeah. your relationship. Honestly, but, that's across the board, but right. it's especially pertinent for a type three. Right. And not just acknowledge your birth goals, but actually help you with them and go after it, get after it together. Um, you might have a long, or she might have, depending on who's listening to this, <laughs> a long list of things that she wants to accomplish. Um, maybe it's for nesting or maybe it's for her birth plan, right? She might have, I want it to go this, this, this way. These are the goals I have. Um, and you might need to kind of help her see this is a lot. How can we go about <laughs> this in a healthy way or help her set her priorities what are the most important things to you on right. this list and really pay close attention to those um I'll tell you something um that for me something that was really important and how my husband Michael supported me during labor um was I so I just like it talks about being a type three here I care about what other people are thinking I also thrive on people saying positive things mm-hmm. to me like if I'm doubting myself in any way I think I can't do something even like even something physical like you I can't lift like one more time those weights up like I'm doing bicep curls I got 15 in both hands I can't do number eight you know my husband will look at me and be like you can do it keep going and I kid you not it is a physical thing that happens when I hear that momentum of like this positive you can do this and all of a sudden I can lift one more time it's the same thing with birth it's like when people were coming in and saying you're doing great keep going you know or um it had been a little while and my contractions had been going and I had been squatting and pushing for a long time it's like you can do this keep going just a couple more that was like I needed that and I crave it and I my my whole being like works off of that positivity it's interesting because I think that a lot of types are going to need that verbal Mm -hmm. support from their partner but for kind of a different reason and for type Mm. threes I think it's that um, again you care what other people are thinking you need that um, you need that encouragement to help you perform help you succeed help you reach your goal so I think for your birth partner or if you are the birth partner listening your 
even if you're not somebody who like expresses, you know, this isn't a natural thing for you to talk all the time or frequently about your appreciation for someone or give compliments or whatever, you need to be so careful to be expressing verbally. Um, I, honey, I am so proud of you for all the hard work you're putting into this. Look at you. You have hit 75 grams of protein for three weeks in a row. You're amazing. You can do it. Or in the birth space, um, it was really important to me to have Nate verbally coaching me, just telling me constantly, you're doing amazing. You are rocking this. Look at you. It was it was kind of that feedback that yeah. I needed that. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm doing great. But, okay, but you brought up a great point. Like the reason that that was, do you think that would have been comfortable for you in that space had he not said those things prior to birth? No. No, and in fact, I think it would have left me feeling like something was lacking. I think you want to go into birth with you and your birth partner, whether that's your spouse or whoever, having such amazing communication Mm -hmm. because it's all going to be put to the test during that birth. You're both going to be under a little bit of stress. You're both going to, certainly you're vulnerable. There's pressure there. And so I think if, if there's been kind of lack of communication, your birth partner hasn't been expressing to you, you're going to girl, you want that unmedicated birth. You are going to have it. Look at all you're doing to prepare. You've got this. You can do it. If they haven't been doing that all along the way, you're right. I think it can feel foreign during the birth, but also you might be, mom might be harboring some resentment if, if there's, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know about that. No. No. So anyway, um, so the type three weakness, yes, is deceit. I will only be loved or admired when I do this thing, when I achieve this thing, when I succeed at this. That's the lie that type threes tell themselves. And so birth partner and anybody else needs to constantly be helping you to understand that you are loved and valued just for being you, not in what you achieve, not in the trophy that you win, not in whether or not you get everything you want on your birth dream list, your goal (laughs) list, but that you are loved and admired and valued just for being you. And that's something that I think type threes need to hear and know and really feel constantly from yeah. the important people in their lives. Yeah. I think too, that's where, um, even for yourself, those, like we talk about, we have the positive affirmations that we do. Um, but not just those, it's the find it and flip it exercise where mm-hmm. we grab our fears and then turn it into a positive. I find that's a way that we do that for ourselves. It's telling me I'm loved and I'm valued by myself simply for being me. Like these other thoughts and things don't define me. Right. Yeah. Love that. So I want to share a story with you guys about the birth of my third baby. Now I'd already had two babies, obviously. That's why we're (laughs) on number three. So glad I could do that math real quick in my head. Um, Anyway, they had both been unmedicated. I had done that from the start. I set the goal. I'd done it. It was fine. I have a sister who I love dearly, who she and I, when it comes to how we approach our health, are kind of polar opposites. <laughs> um, she is, she's a physician assistant out in Boston. She's amazing at it. She's really great at her job, but she has a very um, Western medicine brain. You, you do the things, you take the medications, you follow the protocol. And then there's me, and I feel like I'm kind of on the flip side of that where I'm, I'm a little bit crunchy, like we talked about in our last thing, unmedicated birth. Yes. Home birth. Yes. (laughs) Don't take those antibiotics until you try some other natural remedies first. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. And so I'm, um, I'm one of 
five siblings and I was the first one in my family to have kids up until about a year ago. And so I had been talking to my sisters, you know, I'd had these two babies about how amazing, God, I, I was trying to convince them that unmedicated birth is amazing and they should do it too. And I could tell that she was totally unconvinced. And so I thought if I invited her to the birth of my third baby, it was going to be at a birth center. She could see how beautiful and wonderful and amazing it is. And so I invited her to attend that birth. I didn't know that with me having elements of type three, that that would be a mistake (laughs) because what ended up happening is that, um, and I'd never experienced this with either of my first two pregnancies. I experienced a stall in my birth. We get to the birth center contractions are going the way that they should, right? We wouldn't have gone to the birth center if they weren't. She shows up there too, and my contractions start to space out. They go from being maybe two and a half minutes apart to three, three and a half minutes. I'd never had that happen before, and I was like, what is going on? So my husband and I, we get up, we walk around outside, and she's kind of just standing afar off, just observing, and it's not happening. And I'm getting discouraged, and I'm losing my mental game, and I'm feeling, um, it was almost like, I don't want to call it a claustrophobic feeling, but I felt very boxed in. And so um, I wasn't dilating, and um, I'm so grateful for my husband who knows who I am and what what my needs are. I think he could tell that I was trying to perform Mm. for her. I was trying to put on a show. I was trying not to be very vocal during my contractions, even though they were intense, because I didn't want her to think that I was in any kind of pain or discomfort, because I didn't want her to think that unmedicated birth was hard. I wanted her to know that she could do it. So my sweet husband sent her away to go get us some food. He goes, (laughs) hey, will you run over? pick up some I was craving Wendy's <laughs> he was like well you could just go to Wendy's grab some stuff and come right back in I would say about the half an hour that she was gone my contractions picked up and I went from probably around six or seven centimeters to um nine to ten ready to push so by the time she got back I was in the tub and and I was starting to push wow I needed how far was Wendy's <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was probably about five, 10 minutes down That's the road. Amazing. It wasn't far. It's incredible in that half hour, but because I had felt that pressure to perform, it was actually hindering my birth experience. And so I guess my advice is if you're a type three, Enneagram type three, and you kind of feel that that would be you, I would say be very selective of who you have in that birth space with you, in that birth room with you, so that you're not feeling pressure to perform for someone because that can hinder your birth. Well, it's such a huge thing what you're talking about because this is the perfect example of the proof that birth is a mental game. Mm -hmm. The entire, like most of what is happening is happening inside of your head, but it has a physical effect. And so that, I think what you just talked about is huge. Okay, so typically for communication during birth for a type three, they're most likely to be clear, quick, and straightforward. Um, but Courtney and I were just talking about that and what we haven't gotten into the details of necessarily are these wings that we had talked about. And so basically when you take the Enneagram test and it gives you your main number, which in my case is three, the number either before or after that number, so either a two or a four is called your wing number. 
Um, and you have, in other words, like traits that come in and affect that that main number. Yeah, so you're a three, but you might pull some traits from two, and that kind of puts your own spin on it. Or you might pull some traits from four, and that might put your own spin on it. So tell us what that looked like for you for communication. So as far as it says you're most likely to be clear, quick, straightforward. So my wing number is a two, and that means I'm a helper which means I'm also concerned about what other people are feeling and thinking. And so to make sure that my husband was feeling okay and I was really careful about what I did and didn't say to him because I was worried about the response and how that was going to make me feel. So I had some like stuff going on in my head. Um, It did get easier like by the third because we had practiced, because our communication was strong, because we knew what each other wanted, um, because we understood each other a little bit more. But just keep that in mind that three can kind of go both of those either way. So like Courtney has a lot of the type four traits where she's trying to decide is that your main number or not. And type it's four, very emotional. And ind- it's individualistic, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it has – anyway, so some of these traits can can mess with that either way. But these are the main things. So but if you're a classic type three in your communication during birth and you're quick and straightforward and to the point – and maybe you have a partner that's a little bit more sensitive. Um, <laughs> sometimes you might say things to him and it, you know, stop doing that or whatever. And just they need to know not to take it personally. Yeah, I think. That, that is for everybody. Spread that word. Because yeah. yes, it'll be an immediate like stop. And it comes off very curt and strong. Um, but the truth is it just needed to stop whatever it was. And then you can move on. And the best part is like at the end, you know, the mom completely forgets that she I was ever like strong or curt or anything. And just is like, I love you. Look what we did, you know. And so and maybe dad's sitting there stunned like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> who were you? Yeah. Who were you 10 minutes ago? <laughs> but that's why preparation and hearing these things prior, um, having a doula present or somebody in that space that has supported a lot of couples that can say, you know, it, it just kind of it's several times where I've just kind of looked at the spouse and I've just smiled and like nodded. It's, it's okay. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Right. She's she fine. loves yes. you. <laughs> it's good. However, if you aren't feeling supported by your birth partner, then you're likely to take on the attitude that you're on your own, that you'll make it happen without them, solely by yourself, and relying on your own strength. That sounds very type three. I'm going to achieve this goal no matter what. Um, I don't want you standing in my way, but if you are, I'm just going to make it happen on my own. Right. So we, we don't want that to happen. We want you to feel very supported by your birth partner. So I think it's important that they um, know what they're doing to help you. So kind of like we mentioned, when it comes to having a birth plan as an Enneagram type three, you're probably going to have a lot of things that you want to go a very certain way. <laughs> I want delayed cord clamping. I want skin to skin for a minimum of an hour. I don't want baby to... You're going to have a long list of requests. And since you're super organized, it's going to stay in that mind. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to happen this way. And that's awesome. Absolutely stay committed to those goals. We, we're not trying to encourage you to compromise on those by any means. However, you may want to try and be a little bit flexible in how you approach them. So for example, maybe in your mind, you're like, well, I'm hoping to avoid an induction. And so I'm going to do all the things I can to make sure my body goes into birth prior to 41 weeks or whatever. Well, you can't always control that, right? And so what happens if you're passing 41 weeks and your provider's like, we we need to get this show on the road? Um, You might be really upset that you're having to resort to any kind of an intervention to make that happen. But if your goal say is an unmedicated or minimal intervention birth, then you might talk to your doctor about, well, can we um, try stripping my membranes first and see if that gets it going? Can we, do you want to try castor oil? Can we try a Foley bulb? If you know that there's different ways 
to approach the goal of keeping this minimal intervention or keeping it unmedicated, you can still achieve that goal, but just be a little bit flexible in your approach. Yeah, I'm really guilty of this. I am somebody that doesn't like change. Um, I certainly, if I have a plan in my mind, whether it's a birth plan or something I'm doing for the day and things get mixed up in that, it really does throw me for a loop. So um, for me, as a type three, this is where a lot of the meditations and stuff come into play Mm -hmm. that help me to be calm in the moments when things might not be so calm. Do things that are going to address how you're feeling about it, but you do need to have that knowledge in the back of your head about how to get your birth back on track in case it takes a slight deviation. Yeah, and that well, and that's back to that ambition and all of that stuff. If you have that end goal in mind, whatever that is, which you know generally is like healthy mom and baby, let's get everybody here good. Um, then when it does deviate, you you're going through your mind all the like six different steps that you could and you know diff- different ways that you can get there. So if you know the direction that you're going and the different ways to get there because you've prepared, then it's not so scary. Right. So we have a couple of recommendations, final closing remarks for you type threes when it comes to birthing. Um, I would say that you are probably going to want to look into some way of documenting your birth. Mm. And depending on your budget, that might look a little different. Um, We hired a birth photographer for our fourth and those pictures are a prize to me. They're a treasure because I can look back and see what I what I did, how I crushed that goal, how I succeeded. Um, maybe you want a videographer there. Maybe you just want somebody there who's um, keeping track of times and the way things were going yeah. and some kind of journal of events or something for you. But I think as a type three, having that focus on achievement and success and things like that, you're going to want some kind of token to look back on and and feel, look what I did. I'm amazing. I'm a queen. I did this. I I did what I set out to do. So on that note, let's take a moment and talk about what would a type three do if they didn't hit the goal? Mm. So for example, if the goal was a vaginal birth and for one reason or another, they had a cesarean birth and that was something that they included would not be a goal, what? how would they deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was have another baby. <laughs> Try again. (laughs) Try again. Just have a do-over. Yes. Um, No, I mean, we joke about that, but a lot of moms come to us that way, right? The first didn't you. It was me. (laughs) It didn't go the way I wanted the first time. I'm going to make darn sure. Yeah, watch this. Yeah, for babies two and three that I will have a different outcome. So if if it's possible for you to have another baby, you know, certainly not right away. Enjoy the one you have. So if that's not an option for you or you're just not ready to think about that yet, I think that's where it's important to have somebody you can talk to. This person needs to be knowledgeable about birth. They need to know and love you. And hopefully what's going to happen in that conversation is you'll get to talk to them all about your birth, the details, and hopefully they'll help you identify the things that were uncontrollable for you Yeah, and help you to see that you did the best that you could with the circumstances that you couldn't control and help you see that there was tremendous value and love and achievement and success in what you did and help you to understand that even if that wasn't the case, you are loved and valued. Yeah. Just and I, I think processing too is important either way, whether or not you're planning on having another baby, whether or not you're, you're going to try for a vaginal birth if you were you're trying for that originally and had a cesarean. Um, but I think especially if you're going to be moving forward, well, both ways, both ways, not especially, but I know from personal experience, you don't want to bring those fears and the negativity with you. 
into mm-hmm. the next one. It can really, because we talk about it's this a being a mental game. game. Yeah. yeah. It can really mess that up. And so absolutely speaking with somebody, um, we talk about this all the time, but it takes the power out of that negative, those negative thoughts, just to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be saying anything about it other than just stating the facts. And all of a sudden that the power has gone in the negativity that was, that was wrapped up in that thought. So I think all of that's ridiculously important. So here's why Enneagram type threes love the My Essential Birth course. Let's hit on these. Okay, number one, they appreciate the efficiency. So our course is for you. It's online, it's on your schedule, it's to the point. We don't put any fluff in it. It just is exactly what you're gonna need. Exactly. Also, you want the best? I can assure you that our birth course is crazy high quality. Stephanie and I made sure of that. The videos are high quality. The meditation tracks are amazing. The um, digital workbook and all the wonderful cheat sheets and files and recipes that go along with that are stellar and well-researched. This is the best birthing course on the market. Yeah, it's why it took so long to get to the market. <laughs> <laughs> two years, people. Two years in the Type making. threes also have a little bit of that perfectionist problem going on. Absolutely. Um, goal setting. You're going to nail that VBAC. You're going to hit that home birth. You're going to do that unmedicated birth. You are going to rock your hospital birth the exact way that you want to with that epidural. That's right. Our course prepares you for whatever goal that you have in mind. Yep. It's a very straightforward course. Like Stephanie said, no fluff. We are going to show you exactly how to do the techniques that are going to keep stalls from happening in your birth. We're going to show your partner exactly what to do so that you feel supported and you guys are able to crush your goal together. Yeah. And along with that, you get plugged into our online community where Courtney and I live (laughs) and we support the heck out of you ladies. We love you. We know what it's like to be in that place that you are right now. And we want nothing more than for you to succeed and to feel supported the whole way. Absolutely. We shower that recognition down on all our mamas, but especially you type threes. So yeah. And it's not for fluff or for fun. It's because we absolutely believe that every mama can do this and we love helping you get there. Well, and if we're being honest, because we both have these type three tendencies, um, every time we get, I did it, I rocked my VBAC, your course made it happen. Thank you so much. Yes. Are you kidding me? That's a success for us. That's a win. That's (laughs) feeding our well, it's probably our, feeding our, our ego. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. And our, but our drive to keep doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, and making a difference. So we want to close by sharing something that if you're into music, you it speaks to your soul, it speaks to mine. Again, maybe that's my sensitivity showing. But there, there is a group that I love called Sleeping At Last. They created an entire album that has a different song for each and every Enneagram type. And I just wanted to share um, just the last two paragraphs of lyrics of this song. And if you love it, we'll link to it in the show notes. Go check it out. And this is talking about type threes, right? It says, I only want what's real to let my heart feel what it feels. Gold, silver, or bronze hold no value here. Where work and rest are equally revered. I only want what's real. I set aside the highlight reel and leave my greatest failures on display worthy of love anyway. We would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. 
All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.